Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles. I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, and Tim Johnson. What are we talking about tonight, Tim? Tonight, the gang will talk about the 2013 remake, sequel, whatever you want to call it, Evil Dead. Stay tuned. Give us the synopsis, Tim. Well, this is a reimagining of the classic tale of five friends who are stranded and isolated in a desolate cabin, only to find themselves fighting for their lives and their souls. David and his drug dealer, drug dealer, his drug using sister uh, Mia and her uh, their friends Eric, Olivia, and Natalie travel to an isolated cabin that belongs to his parents to spend a couple days together. Uh, Mia promises to stop using drugs, and Olivia, who is a nurse, promises to help Mia in her abstinence. Uh, they discover a hidden basement and a book of the dead that Eric reads and unintentionally summons the evil forces of the evil dead, Mia, Olivia, Natalie are possessed by evil and Eric reads the book to try to learn how to destroy the demons. Fucking Eric. Fucking Eric. Fucking Eric. Doesn't he okay. know what the evil did? Hasn't he watched... Has hasn't he never he, seen like, the movie? Movies? Has he not watched <laughs> these films? There's um, an evil book. You read it, you die. Yeah. And what's he do? He reads, he reads it. it. And guess what happens to him? Yeah, but you know what? He goes to great lengths to he find dies? out what the three words are. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, you think you pencil rub, find them, and then you're yeah, like, oh. He, oh, he doesn't half no. ass it like fucking <laughs> ass does, right? Yeah. Right. Well, he does the pencil rub, yeah. 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 I used to do that shit when I was a kid. <laughs> He's a little too fucking curious, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Serves him right. <clears throat> okay, so. We have in this movie some. I don't I mean, get five... any credit for not fucking that up, guys. You know what? That was pretty good. Like, All right, hit, round of applause. Come on, I, I do not believe in supporting false accolades. <laughs> good job for doing the bare minimum we expect of you, Tim. Good job for doing your fucking job. Come on, I, I did synopsis, broad strokes. Let's get the conversation going. Jeez. Josh talks like he's your fucking manager or something. <laughs> Good job, Tim. <clears throat> okay, so let's start with the most obvious of characters in this. We have Mia. Oh, Mia. 
Mia, Mia, Mia. Mama Mia. <laughs> Mama Mia. Oh, okay. So, Mia, in my opinion, the best fucking character in this movie for a couple of reasons. One, she's got the best overall story arc as to why she's there, the reasons. She's got some of the best acted scenes in this movie. But not only that, I mean, spoiler fucking alert, if you're watching this and you've obviously seen the, the movie, or maybe not, but we're going to fucking spoil it anyway. But whole fucking kickflip of a scenario with the fucking storyline, and she becomes the fucking Ash character of this. She becomes the badass survivor. Well, that yeah. was what was really cool about this 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 movie uh, coming out of it when I saw it, um, was they they took literally the generic broad strokes of Evil Dead and some elements of Evil Dead 2 and reimagined it but did it in a way that, like, you know, Mia, like you said, was she's playing, like, multiple roles that were normally just played by one person, right? So, like, the big reveal that, you know, she's the Ash character, it was it was awesome. It was yep. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I definitely remember walking out of the theater going, what the fuck that was that? That was amazing. Like, I wanted to see it again right away. It, like I could not wait to watch that on the second viewing. It, you want to know what's funny? Was... Just a side note on on seeing this in theaters. So this is 2013. I was super pumped because it's a new Evil Dead, a new entry. Um, I went into this thinking, um, you know, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a remake. It might suck. Blah 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 blah. But then once I saw the fucking the car in the woods, I was like, this isn't a remake at all. I said this in our review of this before. Um, I came to the realization, like, this isn't a, a fucking remake. This is a sequel. This is another entry in Evil Dead. But, so we're there in the theater, and, like, there's people getting up and leaving because they're so scared. And I'm like, are you fucking dumb? Like, <laughs> like you think, like, like the, the special effects, we'll get to that. We're pretty good in this. And, like, the gore was really good, but not stomach quenching i can't watch this anymore may god have mercy on my soul type of thing you know what i mean like I this, is, this isn't like you know going to see the exorcist when it came out you know what i mean right. like and i mean i don't know people had it in their head that like you know what the fucking poster say the most terrifying film you'll ever experience no not really not really. For a lot of people, let, let's be fair. <laughs> let's not look at this from a horror snob perspective like we, we all are. We're on a horror podcast. I, I know, but let's take, it, let's, let's take a step back for a second and look at it through the eyes of somebody who would not, you know, love it in such a way. There is a lot in this movie that the average moviegoer walking into this would would assume after even watching Evil Dead 2 when it's, you know, it's got its slapstick nature to it, right? You walk into this and this is a hardcore fucking horror movie in comparison. And the fucking, the special effects in this, like when she licks the fucking box cutter knife. Oh my for, God. The first time, and we'll get like, into the effects later. I got such a weird boner from that. <laughs> But no, like, but in that, all honesty, that's... that's one of the only times I actually cringed watching a movie in a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I like when um uh, the needle the... in the eye. No, that, the needle oh, in the eye yes. was good. But I like I like when Olivia she's in the bathroom and she looks up and like her mouth is all yeah. fucked. Yeah, that yeah, was she's cool. Got the knife and she's cutting her face. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking yeah. I I I loved this movie way I mean, more than I was expecting. 
we love those effects and we love the way that that plays out. But like I said, take a step back and think about the average Joe film goer just wants a scare. You know what I mean? And what are they used to go into the theater to see something like the conjuring, which has like jump scares. This has just got pure fucking gore in your face. And it's true. This is one of the goriest movies that made it to mainstream theater releases. And it's practical too. I mean, it's practical with a little bit of VFX added in, you know, that gives the depth when the, somebody's ripped open in the mouth and you can really look in and see the teeth and the, you know, back part of their throat and shit. But yeah, like the practical effects, I think they did that on purpose to stay true to this, to the series. Well, and another thing that's really cool is that when I watched this movie again, how much I appreciated the original evil dead because of, like, holy shit, this is exactly the same as Evil Dead 81. Like, I just, you know, five people in a cabin and they read the book and then they die, right? But, like, just a lot of, like, story beats and stuff, it's almost exactly the same. And I was like, holy shit, I never noticed how much it was like the 81. So. Yeah. No, and it, it absolutely is. Um Like I said, the only thing that really, really, really kind of differs is the general story as to why they're there, for one. And then for two, the the, the characters' paths in this movie. There's five of them. They all meet their demises in certain ways and, and everything else. Similarities to the Evil Dead 1, the beats are there, but it's this character versus this character this time. And it's, it's, you know, once again, Mia turns out to be the Ash character after fucking dying and coming back to life. And it's weird. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like this was closer to the original idea that Sam Raimi might've had back in 81. I want to make a horror movie like this, but unfortunately it became unintentionally funny. You know what I mean? And he was like, hey, people really responded that. I'm going to up that. And we got Evil Dead 2, which is... Well, uh, I, yes and no. Because he always loved slapstick. If you look at his earlier Super 8 films, that's heavily inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, I, but what I mean is is that when he made it, it the, the 81, he was yeah. making a horror movie that had slapstick in it. Like there, uh, there obviously are some intentional. Not in the first comedy. one. Not really. Really? No. I was talking to you. Okay, and they're waving on the side of the road. That's my favorite oh, part. Well. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it's not slapstick. Ash is fucking overacting. That's the amount of bookshelves that fucking this fall on him. <laughs> Anyways, the 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 point that I'm trying to make is that I I feel that. Um, if Sam Raimi could have made this movie back in 81 to look like the 2013, he would have. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can definitely. Because there's nothing funny in this movie at all. Like it's a straight up serious horror movie. Back to the roots. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which was cool. Like I was even expecting like maybe a little bit of like, you know, modern kind of cheese or backward banter or whatever back and forth banter but there was none of that like it was a serious fucking movie they were there for a serious reason the fucking violence is serious the gore is serious um the stakes are high yeah and at the same time um 
I, I I felt like this movie really was a love letter to Evil Dead and Sam Raimi's creation, right? Absolutely. Which I like how I like how they took the turn. Lot. I like how they took the turn with with that story, with with trying to get your friend clean. Let's get her to the let's get her to this cabin. Tell her she's not allowed to leave. That's that's actually pretty cool because, okay. you know, uh, that's how that's how people have to get clean. They have to face it. Right, and to be out yeah. in the middle of nowhere with your friends looking out for you, right, and then shit hits the Boy, fan. Face it, and then some. <laughs> well, and 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 to go on top of that, not only was it so much of a, you know, in in an interesting, you know, take on this on 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 the material and stuff like this. It's it was very, it was very in your face what they were trying to do with the story too. Like, she was there for what reason? Get clean. She was fighting her inner demons. You know, that's the common term that's thrown around about this kind of stuff, right? You know, she has her battles. She's fighting her inner demons. There's, you know, and, and that comes out in this movie because she's talking about things that she's seeing and they're just like, you're, you're, you're fucking spiking. Jane, like this movie was good because of Jane Levi or Levy or however, Levy, Jane Levy. Um, like when she was on the bunk beds, huh. and like the intensity of like how like she, just her eyes and yeah, the way she, that she's sitting there, well, kind of like right crazed out. She was she's the best thing about this movie. Yeah, hundred like percent. She is the best thing. Like even when she gets locked down in the cellar and like just all the little ticks and stuff like like and the the you know to fast forward a little bit you know when um, he's she's dead and he's burying her and her eyes open up and just that plastic over her and like oh. how she's fucking talking and shit. Like, yeah, yeah it was, it was, she was the best, best thing. And she's, she's been amazing in everything else that she's done. Yeah. I, I, Something I else her. we haven't really discussed so far. The, uh, this adds new lore. This adds new rules, new lore to the evil dead cannon. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Then again, we're talking about characters, Josh. That's calm okay. down, calm That's down. Yeah, wait to hear that. Actually, it you is my tits. You think my tits are salty? Calm down, Josh. <laughs> you don't talk to Josh that way. That's right. You don't Shut talk up. about his tits. Okay. All right. Fine. His, his untalkable, unmentionable tits. You do not right. talk about them, Adam. Moving on, the next character that we have is David, Mia's brother. So obviously, David. Did you guys feel like he was the Ash? He was oh, dressed. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah. was the Ash. He was this 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 fucking handsome fucking I'm gonna save my sister kind of hero. The square jaw. He he's, was he's the one that had to do certain things. Like he he burnt up the friends' bodies, and yeah. you know he was like playing cleanup and trying to like this will yeah. never hurt anybody again and then fucking takes a turn for the worse on him <laughs> nice i was like what the fuck he was trying to rebuild the the relationships with his friends though too right because he's yeah. he kind of abandoned them for for a, yeah. his, his sister had resentment towards him because of of not coming and visiting his dying mom and you know so yeah, yeah so he's trying to rebuild that as well as as help his sister along right and, and in that entire, you know, rebuilding and rekindling relationship, but when he comes to find out, because his friends hold resentment against him for that, obviously. Yeah. Very specifically, obviously, his friend Eric is is really pissed off at him over that. Um, they, they proceed to tell him shit, like, this is not the first time that we've been doing this for her. You just haven't been around. Yeah. She comes and she fucking 
tells her tales and promises that she won't do shit. And here we are again. This is like the second or third time or whatever. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of backstory there that, that this character has been thrust into hearing about and, and, and having to deal with, unfortunately. But yeah, he's the total the fucking asshole. my eye, I saw Adam go thrust. <laughs> Did I just make that? Thrust up? into. Thrust into. I don't know. People are going to be rewinding the fucking episode now and go, Did Adam just thrust while he Did said he thrust? 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 Actually? He thrusted. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of all the time you've you've said that and like we've made fun of you for it and we've said it, that was the best. Yeah. Re re redoing of that word. <laughs> Sexually. Sexually thrusting. So. <laughs> so yes yeah, so so david is in fact the what you would assume the ash character to be and he really is up until the very end when the dead version of his friend eric basically stabs him in the throat with a pair of fucking side tin snips or side cutters side cutters yeah. uh, uh that's that's one hell of a way to go sorry that's that's rotten that's rotten so, yeah, so we have David who's been brought into this, um, and David brings with him his girlfriend, uh, it's Natalie. Natalie is his girlfriend that he brings into this. So she's, she's the, the infamous girl that he brings along just to kind of, you know, meet the friends and, and be there, you know, to support him more than support I me at this I thought she was the new Linda. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She's the, she's the new Linda. She really gets thought, stuff. She gets oh really my fucked God, up. She turns into one of my favorite Holy of the shit. Deadite characters, though. <laughs> yeah. Was that t- Tim? Oh, when she started the, the fucking, the, uh, the uh, turkey cutters, what I yeah, call it. The, ele- oh, yeah. the electric knife. Oh, and, but I, it, this is one of those few occasions where I've, I've, I've actually felt bad for someone in a horror movie, because normally <laughs> I watch it for the gore. When she was like, my face hurts like when she's all fucking covered in nails and shit oh like, yeah yeah and she's, and like, she's like crawling into his lap yeah, she's like my face hurts i was like oh her face hurts <laughs> because of all the fucking nails yeah. she got nails <laughs> well it's not like she can reach and check she her face she ain't she got, got no fucking nails. <laughs> she got nails <laughs> Oh, so on well, my first like... watching, I definitely thought this was the chainsaw scene. Like, I didn't think we were going to see another decapitation or uh, dismemberment. I thought this this was where the, the movie was going to peak when we saw the electric carving knife just ripping Electric the carving off. knife. Thank you. <laughs> I thought that she was going to take that and stick it on the stump afterwards or something? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was it. But that definitely was the hand scene. Oh, yeah. right like how it was in the kitchen and you know what i mean and, but they even yeah. took it further like it wasn't even just the hand like she went right up like from yeah, the fucking, right like the, the elbow yeah. right down to the bone there yeah. uh and once again if you go back and you watch some of the behind the scenes and watch how they pulled that off that's all practical and it was two people's arms it was her arm and it was stuck behind her back with a silicone sleeve and somebody else's arm for the bottom half. And she basically just cut into the sleeve that was connecting to the two arms and it just bled and dropped off. Wouldn't that suck if she missed? 
best oh. just leave. Well, they would they would have had like some sort of like a protective thing in there, obviously, right? But it was just yeah, like you can see somebody sitting in the in the uh, the cupboard behind her with their arms sticking out, <laughs> and she's just cutting in into the the, the sack between them. Was it, it was... What, would it have been one of the effects guys? Because normally I find when uh, I watch those uh, you know yeah, extra probably. features, it's always the effects guy that's like okay so this is where you got to do the cut and i'll be there and yeah, it looked like it was one of the it looked like it was one of the either the stunt women like her stunt double or or one of the effects women on the set but you see her in multiple scenes this one yeah. woman who was doing it yeah 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 no she she totally gets she totally gets the shit into that but she turns into in my opinion probably the creepiest of the deadites the way that she's walking around dragging that fucking crowbar yeah. yeah, that was fucking cool, but I'm not good. No, me is the best fucking dead eye. I on, didn't say best. I said mouth. creepiest. I said creepiest. Just the way that she moves. Nah. But okay, she fine. was. That no, is- hey, I am not. I am. This is it, 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 absolutely. I respect your opinion. She was absolutely fucking creepy. And like I said, it's the first time watching any Evil Dead movie where I felt bad for someone besides Ash and that poor bastard's fucking <laughs> misadventure. But. Like, no, I felt bad for this poor fucking girl. And you're right. When she's coming out, dragging the crowbar with no fucking arm into the fucking mm. living room. Yeah, no, that's. Absolutely... And she starts fucking wailing on him. Yeah, and oh. the fucking hairs all in her face. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That um... farewell to arms because she loses <laughs> the other one, too, with a shotgun blast, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a true. Can I fair... just take a moment to fucking appreciate Aaron's hat? Can Crystal Lake? Yeah, that's fucking dope. Where'd you get that? Online. Yeah. On the internet. <laughs> On the nets. I went down to the interwebs. Yes. How'd you get that there? Amma to the zone. Amma to the zone. He yeah. went to the green inferno. <laughs> All right, moving on. So next we have Olivia. So Olivia, we have the nurse character in this who's uh you know a childhood friend of all theirs and she's been brought in to basically make sure that mia gets everything that she needs because as as she openly states in the movie when they want to take her to a hospital she's like i'm literally doing everything that they will do to her in a hospital you know and at this point it's you just understand that it's going to be better care though because it's friends and people who care and you know and and they're all there for her it's just she's literally giving her everything that they would possibly ever do but she would just be stuck in a sterile hospital room instead one thing that I found about her character too, like she comes across as like kind of a mother hen, and she knows what's what's up. But I, I, I've I've been in a situation before where something very similar of you know someone trying to kick an addiction, and I've I've had a real life Olivia, like, and like, just because a lot of people like that I've talked to said like you know she gets on the nerves and Eric gets on their nerves and just their attitudes it was like if you were ever in a situation like that where you were trying to get someone you care about clean about something like like they're have to be firm. Spot, spot yeah. fucking on and I I love how she was not only like someone that was trying to help her friend get clean but she was a nurse too so she knew what the fuck she was talking about right <laughs> And her deadite fucking shit was fucking. That it was. That it was. <coughs> and and she 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 had one of the more interesting change moments too because 
when she goes to run out the door and she has that stop. I love, that's one thing that I love that they did with these is that it's almost like you can see the moment that they're taken. Yeah. You know, and she, she's going to walk out to the door and all of a sudden just boom, done. Drops the syringes. Yeah. Drops the syringes, but unfortunately like, yeah, pisses herself. And it's like, she was dehydrated. She was (laughs) dehydrated. Aaron's got all the fingers. I know. Look at this. We're trying to have a serious conversation. Aaron's talking about. No, I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> she needs some more fluids. <laughs> it's true. Did you see how yellow that was? Holy. But... Oh yeah, that was that was fucking piss. I... <laughs> that was piss, man. That was the pissiest piss I've ever seen in my life. Uh, my, like oh, my. I could. I could smell that shit. <laughs> yeah. Touching it. As far as piss goes. Yeah. yeah. As far and as she goes. ruined her con verses and everything, right? Yeah. Her fucking Chuck Taylors are gone. So <clears throat> so she, her character begins the real brutal scenario that happens to, unfortunately, the other character that we'll talk about, Eric. And as much as Eric is like, in all honesty, probably my least favorite character in the movie, because I'm one of those people that find that he's an ass and, and for, for good purposes, he's an ass in certain ways, but, yeah, but he's, he's a, a dick. Fucking, he fucking unleashes a, this shit. And he's uh, a, he's a fucking hipster. First, he's a fucking hipster, a fucking yeah. hipster with his, his fucking big ideas and his tight pants. Fuck him. Okay? <laughs> Fuck. Chrome glasses. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> like, yeah, he just, he, and I, I always found he kind of reminded me of like Kurt Cobain with glasses. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So, Absolutely. and then like, but his his fucking his death was pretty. I liked. Uh, I was pretty dope. <laughs> well, see, yeah. the thing is, though, is he that you think shit, he's that's, it hurts. Oh, and you think he's dead multiple times, and there's just times when he's just he is the fucking punching bag in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So the very first deadite attack that really happens is with her in the fucking bathroom. And she comes at him and she's stabbing him with the fucking syringes and she ends up breaking one off at his fucking eye socket, which he pulls out afterwards. And, and like, you know, right when he's putting up his hands and she's like stabbing his hands. Breaking the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That made me cringe, eh? Because I, and you know what? They put that in there for a reason because everybody hates needles. uh, But this close up of him pulling the needle out of the the eye, the orbital, and you see the skin coming with it, and, and it goes like that, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. There Very are certain fucking things effective. that horror directors and producers do that they know are going to get the cringe. You know, the teeth pulling, the fingernails, yeah. eye stuff, needles. I try and yep. do some of the same stuff at the at the freak show yeah. house, too, right? To, uh, to really get people loose. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Look at them plugging. Plug away, Aaron. Fucking I mean, plug away. as I, I love sit it. here with I my love photography it. shirt on. Yeah, so in case you guys didn't know, misunderstood photography. <laughs> Phantom. 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 Uh, <laughs> let me guess. Adam's the only one that doesn't have a fucking... Yeah! Dead girl, Dead girl superstar, bitches! Bro, <laughs> representing. Yes, Adam! Super salty. Super yeah. salty. It, oh, they're uh, totally yeah, salty tonight. Those were, damn, what did they taste like? <laughs> Oh. Well, it just like I didn't see it. I'm sorry, Adam. It's okay. Had no faith. It's okay. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> you do realize so, you're being recorded, Tim. 
So he can yeah, go back yeah. and, see, and see that you apologize to him like over and over. Again. Multiple times, he can go back. And go, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm just gonna have it on a fucking like, loop the whole like time. Adam's new uh, voice message. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get a message. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, characters. We got a general gist of the characters here. We know what they're all here for. Can we talk just for a brief moment, though, about the opening? Yeah, absolutely. That fucking, like, cellar scene and the fucking, the, 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 the poor the little hills have eyes fucking characters. Yeah, and, like, just... I loved, I loved, this was when I was like, okay, this movie might be good, okay? Because they're all there in the basement, and you're like, is this the basement? Right? And, you know, she's like, daddy, daddy, don't do this to me. And he's like, whatever. And then she's like, snaps, and like, she goes full deadite. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. It's great. Well, the funny thing is. Yeah. yeah. It was a good opening. I was just going to say, it's, it's when it first started, I'm sitting here going, I wonder what the fuck's happening. Like there's a possibility she's either a going to be a deadite or B they're fucking possessed and they're, you know, fucking going to kill her for no reason or what, like this, what's going on here. Right. And it really kind of makes it out to be one of those, you know, you got to try to guess. And then, yeah, it turns out that she's fucking, you know, the dead. I really want to know the story of that whole, who are they? Who's the girl? So, they're in the cabin. Do they just come across the cabin? Is that the original cabin? Well, it, and it doesn't seem like it's like old, you know, like old time or anything else. It's, oh, it's no, like, it's it modern. happened like a, it's modern time. So obviously, and later on in the movie, you do see when they're in the basement, that post is burned. Yeah. It, it's burnt. It's charred. They make a comment about it. And yeah, the they cats make are still it. there. Like the cats yeah. that were hanging are still there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're right. It's it's one of those things. It's like you know maybe they just. I get the impression after watching this many times that they just they took her to the cabin to get like it's just it's a secluded cabin. It's out of the way. They didn't do it in town. They didn't do it wherever. It was just like this is the location we can take her and not have to worry about it. Maybe. I uh, I almost <clears throat> feel like there was there's absolute meaning to that fucking cabin because I mean yeah. if this takes place in the Evil Dead universe, which it does. Like, I feel like, you know, the townspeople, like the, the you know, the, the little fucking village or whatever, right? Like, you know, they look like a bunch of farmers. See, I think those are the Knights of Samaria. Because they have the book, yeah. right? Or, or some incarnation of, like, a cult or whatever. And they have the book. And it's led by, like, a voodoo witch lady. Yeah. And they're doing, like, exorcisms and occult stuff with the book. Yeah. And, but I'd like to know more. Like, that would have been yeah. good to know. Like, in, in all the Evil Dead, you get the, the explanation as to where the book came from. Yeah. It was found in certain places, and I uncovered the book, and blah, blah, blah. Here, it's this group of fucking redneck people that have the book. Yeah. You know, and it's left in the cabin, but it's like, it's like, covered up and, you know, left to basically be like a don't touch fucking book situation. And fucking eric does anyway but whatever the so. opening sequence through the woods and stuff in this I, re I really like that a lot i love how the woods were super thick um i love the cabin as it was sitting right in in the nice you know thick brush i think their locations was really cool when they 
picked this for uh, for shooting this in uh, New Zealand, right? That yeah. that plot that they built the cabin in there, that was fantastic. The wooded area there, I, that really grabbed me, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, seeing the behind the scenes and where they were talking about the actual, the cabin itself, apparently, like, the wooded area where they built the cabin, the locals actually say that it's, like, actually, like, a haunted forest area. Like, they, they say that weird shit happens there all the time. So, like, Fede Alvarez in the behind the scenes was saying, like, if he really wanted somebody to be freaked out for a scene, he'd take them for, like, a five to ten minute walk outside of the encampment leave them in the woods and say, come and find your way back in 10 minutes. <laughs> and like, cause they all heard the stories from the locals and the, the workers. So, you know, like 10 minutes later, people would come back like shook and right the fuck up. Like something's going on here. Right. Yeah. So that's good. Another good use of fog and everything in this as well. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, key yeah. point right there. Like that's yeah. an evil dead thing. Yeah. You, know, you got to have the mist and the fog going. Right. So, yeah. and to have the opening scene, credit with that yeah perfect perfect yeah all right aaron i want to hear about the effects work (laughs) the effects work in this is is glorious Mm. i'm just saying that because you know mr baxter might be watching at some point so oh no it is fucking like it's it's fucking this this movie visually is fucking eye candy for fucking horror fans like i fucking love this i love i love the aesthetic of this movie so i'm pretty sure that they stuck to doing the practical effects they didn't want to wander too far away because um i'm sure that they would have really pushed away a lot of fans if they had gone a lot a lot more uh vfx than what they had with this film and i'm i'm super happy that they stuck with practical effects this is one of those films that you need practical effects in right um, Roger Murray, uh, SPFX. I mean, he's done stuff like the Meg, Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, the Shannara Chronicles, you know, even made some props for Avatar, Underworld, 30 Days of Night, you know, Narnia. So the guy's very versed in what he, what he's doing from props to, to SPFX makeup and things like that. Then you have like Dan Perry. He's also worked on pretty much all of the Lord of the Rings, uh, Boogeyman, Ash versus Evil Dead. There's going to be like a, uh, you know, um, this is almost like an Adam Sandler kind of production going on. It's who you know and who you who you worked with, and you really appreciate their work. Um, again, he, he uh, Dan Perry. He worked with uh, Underworld, Narnia, The Hobbit, Shannara Chronicles. That goes on forever and ever. And then you have uh, uncredited uh, Patrick Baxter, um, who's I mean, you just look the guy up on IMDb. He's insane prosthetic applic- uh, you know application. Um, the guy's sought after uh, all over the place for for film. Uh, he did like Resident Evil Afterlife, Elysium, X Men Apocalypse, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, <laughs> uh, The Expanse, The Mist, The Hobbit, The Strain TV Show, Hannibal, Carrie, 2013, The Saw series, I Am Legend, 300. It goes on, right? It just goes on and on and on with his credentials. Um, <laughs> He also did Dawn of the Dead 2004, Freddy vs. Jason 2003, right? Uh, first of all, the animals hanging in the basement. thought that was really good. Uh, the burn scene was very intense. The contact lenses uh, were awesome. Um, but if you noticed, I think all the contact lenses were the same color. 
Oh, yeah, no, they were, because uh, I literally, as you were just talking, I was looking through all the photos on yeah. IMDb. Um, they have, like, this almost, like, they look like they're fucking Sith from, like, yeah. Star Wars. Like, they have that kind yellow of Darth tie. Maul, yeah. they were, red fade to yellow to orange. Right. Yeah. They, they worked really well in this, and I have, you know, there's a couple little secret things that happened in the background, and I'm pretty sure that this was one of them. Um, uh, the fact that these were just contact lenses that they had gone down to the local Halloween store and they're like, we need, we need something. We need to find something. We, you know, the director wanted to change the look, uh, dr dramatically. And, uh, they went down and bought a few pairs of these from the local and stuck them in the eyes. That maybe they made that decision because of the pain in the ass wearing white contact lenses, like to block out the, it could the people. Absolutely be the reason. Yeah. Big possibility. Yeah. Because I mean, you're still gonna. You still gotta. I mean, there would be a lot more time. They shot this uh, steady for one month in New Zealand. I know that for a fact. Uh, and then they shot an extra forty days in in the states. Um, uh, from chit chatting with uh, with Pat, uh, he informed me that that's kind of what their shooting schedule was for this. Um, the burn victim that was very effective, and I'm pretty sure that was a real burn victim. Yes. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. When you can incorporate, oh, yeah. when you can incorporate people from having, you know, they've gone through something pretty negative in their life, and you can, you know, say, you know, do you want to be involved in a film uh, because of, you know, the way that you look, and and we'd really like to have you have you on board, right? And a lot of people like that um, will put in to be in films as well. I mean, look at R two two, and you know, all the other uh, movies um, that have uh, people that has, you know, uh, limbs missing, legs missing. You know, you got zombies in every zombie film that are dragging themselves across the floor that don't have any legs, right? So yeah. it's good that they're using people like this. I, I really I really like that because it gives them an opportunity, too, to shine uh, on screen. Uh, so that was that's very effective. And you can tell when the camera pans over, you're like, whoa, holy crap, this is like some serious shit, right? Um, I already mentioned the forest. Uh, fog effect great storyline i love the drug the drug addict kind of thing uh the cabin looks just a1 um very convincing makeup on mia being a drug act drug addict so if you had noticed right at the beginning she's really pale and they had the bags under her eyes going like she was really trying to recover from something or she was on something at the time and she was trying to come out of it uh they really separated her from the, the rest of the actors who were glowing uh, you know, and she was kind of pale. Yeah, so I picked up on that right away, and that was really, really, really. Um, the car ended up in the swamp, and I did notice that the shifter in the car was in park uh, <laughs> when she woke up from being like unconscious. That was one thing that I noticed. <laughs> I don't think it'd be in park; it would be still be in drive, right? Um, she got into the swamp and then just shifted it into the Ah, fuck it. I'm not getting it out anyway. <laughs> uh, good sweat and dirt SPFX. Again, it seems to be consistent in the in the Evil Dead series. You got nice dirt effects, nice sweat. Uh, blister effects from her in the in the shower. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yes. Oh, Disgustingly and you saw it pop, awesome. like you saw it grow. Yeah. And, kind of and, the, and the skin peel yeah. away almost. Yeah. All I could think of is um, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, and there, yeah. that was a good effect. Now, there's a prime example of how VFX 
and practical effects work together to give you that disgusting, right? I was like, oh, yeah, that's gross, right? But that was, that had to be a combination of that because that was absolutely fantastic. You could see them on the shoulder kind of growing a little bit and stuff too. Uh, so that was super cool. Um, another really cool effect, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, is when, uh, who was it that had the shotgun? Initially, it was Mia that had the shotgun. She came out. She yeah. She came out and she brother, hit right? the shotgun, and then the scream and the the right. wind and everything. And then she drops the shotgun, and the next the next shot is they're right beside her, and the the gun's laying right in front of her, but you can see the smoke still coming out of the barrel of the shotgun. I found that that was mm. really cool. Uh, continuity and very cool. Yeah, like absolutely awesome for detail. Um, needle pull, pulling out of the eye socket to oh. be quite honest I'm not sure how they did that uh, unless they just glued the tip of the needle in or whatever and then so it pulled on the skin as they did it maybe it was VFX I don't know I honestly don't know how they did that all I know is that it was absolutely disgusting and made me cringe because I hate needles uh, Olivia's makeup was very well done combination of VFX SPFX when she turns her head from the, the, sh the sh shower and she looks over at uh, what's his name Dave, Dave, Eric, that, Eric, One of the, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric. It's over yeah. at Eric, right? And she's got the whole side of her mouth all gnarled up, and and ugh, just that worked together again. VFX and practical effects together. Um, knife cutting the tongue, the box cutter. That gets me every time. I know we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, jeepers, man, just running your tongue. You can just feel it every time you Ugh. see that. Right? Jeepers. She just she <laughs> she bifurcates her tongue by just licking it, like the knife. Doesn't she go and make out with fucking her right after she does that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Right. stairs. A lot of blood on her. She says, "Come here, you. see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Come here, you. See you next Tuesday." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I did notice that there wasn't any mark under Eric's mm -hmm. eye where he had pulled the needle out. I think there would have been like just a tiny little, and I was looking for it. And I it's thought like a little red dot there should a have been. red dot or something there. And, and well, there it should have been like inflamed or something. Too. Right. I did notice his eye was a little red, uh, you know, after that. And then I noticed in the, in the next shot that it wasn't. So I'm like, hmm. And I did notice that throughout the film with some of the other actors, whether some fake blood got in their eyes and, they, and it made their eye red and then it cleared up and for the next shot and they didn't just do continuity on it. I don't know. Um, hand bite. The hand bite uh, looked fantastic. Uh, and even when she was running it underwater and trying to clean it up, right? She's running water and she's rubbing it and trying to clean that thing out. And, and that's a lot of wear and tear on some makeup, right? Uh, a, pro, a prosade transfer or something would work fantastic for that because it's totally waterproof. Just want to make sure your color stays on and, and things like that. And then again, it could have been silicone as well, right? Um, the spreading of the of the hand bite that goes up the arm looked like it was it was definitely transparent, but it had like gelatin or silicone kind of effect to it. And now that you mentioned the behind the scenes, Adam, from earlier, you said that that was a silicone arm or whatever. So that makes more sense that that would have been silicone. But you can see yeah. the lighting behind it kind of coming through certain parts. Just it was it was very gory and very creepy looking, but absolutely fantastic. Um, beautiful. Yeah. Cutting arm off with electric knife. Very convincing. That effect, that illusion was phenomenal. Uh, it felt like you, she was actually cutting into the meat. Um I think that 
from look from watching this film, and I came to this realization myself, because of all the blood they used in this, and in talking to Pat, I mean, fifty thousand gallons of blood. I can't, you can't, I can't fathom that. Okay. Um, I, I fifty thousand. Right. So, so one gallon of blood is like a four liter jug, isn't it? Isn't that a gallon? Yeah. 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 Fifty thousand jugs 50, of milk. 000. That's, now, that's the, all I can visualize. Right. And take this into consideration now. So a movie doesn't get shot in order. Right. To, right? Because... Well, you, ha- you have to with horror movies like this, though. Well, if you're using that much blood, you'd have to clean yeah. all that up. And I would not want to be on that set cleaning that shit up. You shoot scenes chronologically in certain ways. Like when they did this, they did shoot some of it chronologically, but... They, they, she talked about it in some of the behind the scenes where like they finished doing something yeah, and then literally because it was so freezing cold and the blood was like coagulating in their ears and their nostrils and shit like this, they'd be like literally going out to like an under, like under like an outdoor shower and like get warmed up and then wait like an hour for them to reset certain things. And then they go and they film another part of it. It was, it was ridiculous, but that was, that was probably the only thing that they somewhat shot chronologically. And that's what I would. That's what I was just gonna say. I was like, there's, there's a lot of this movie that would have had to have been shot chronologically because I like to clean up all the rest of the blood to to shoot another scene that you needed to shoot after blood has been everywhere. That would just be stupid, right? For time purposes and everything else, I would think that they would try and shoot chronologically, and then maybe when they got to the states, if you know or whatever, they they decided to jump around a little bit, right? Um, I don't know. That's uh, when I was watching this, I'm like, there's no way that they could have shot this all, you know, let's do the big blood scene first and then go back to the cabin. Right. Um, I noticed that the shotgun is different in a couple scenes. The stock is different. Did you guys notice that? No, I didn't actually. Okay. I, that's what I noticed. I, I, I might be seeing something, but. Well, they probably uh, had a rubber like, stunt one and then like a prop yeah. one. Yeah, it wasn't different colors. It was an actual different stock. It looked like, right? right? So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, why did David try and bring back Mia with the bag on her head? That was one of my big questions. If you're trying to re- revive somebody, take the suffocation device off the face first, and then try and bring them back. Does that not make? I think, sense? I think what it was is where she was already dead. I think what it was that he was trying to do was just when he was burying her, not yeah. to get like dirt down her fucking throat and shit. Because the bag isn't like over her head; it's just laid on top, okay. and you can see that. Like it's almost like the bag is just kind of laid on top of it. Yeah, yeah it looked like it was like uh, just a big piece of plastic over. Her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would take that off if I was going to administer CPR or give her an AED. I would take that off so at least air could get back there while I'm trying to, you know, revive her. But yeah. All right. Uh, did you guys notice that the necklace again? When she goes to pick it up outside, is in the shape of a of a skull laying on yep. the ground. Okay, yep. cool. It's also know... repaired magically. Yeah, she breaks it, it in an earlier scene. Uh, yeah. And I did notice when Mia was underneath the the jeep, she had a white piece of cotton in her ears, <laughs> to... probably to stop the blood. Yeah, did you guys notice that as well. Yeah, no. and it was glaring. I mean, I probably would have tried to dye some cotton first or something, let it dry, and then put it in so it blended out. <laughs> or even give it to VFX and say, hey, can you fix that? There's a big blaring white piece of cotton sticking out of her nose. And, um, yeah, 
that's that's my thoughts on on everything. The effects in this are solid. Like I mean, solid. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better team to come on board of a horror flick and and pull it off like these guys did on this film. This was sick. Absolutely. And it made me cringe, right? I mean, for an effects guy yeah. to cringe, you know, you're always wondering how they did things, and you're like, yeah, I know how they did that or whatever. But wow, like, yeah, it, you're sitting back and you're cringing, ugh, and you know that. The team has done something, something well. <laughs> Definitely a job well done. Yeah, no doubt about it. Lots of effects that you know can be looked at in this movie, and 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 for years to come. I mean, right now, seven years later, they they hold up, and I figure in the next ten to fifteen to twenty years, it's going to be one of those movies you look back on and still cringe. Yeah, it's going to hold up. You know, it's it's just one of those things. So. hear josh's notes very well this uh this is the movie i've seen the least being the newer obviously um uh evil dead 2013 this viewing took place may 31st 2020 at 6 55 p.m wow you watched this a couple weeks ago i did i watched all the evil deads uh Hmm. right after each other sequence uh i really want the story of this first family i know we kind of touched on this already but like uh the, the burn victim the no face guy the this like voodoo witch lady this dude and his daughter yeah. i just want to know who these people are mm-hmm. uh upside down camera pan showing into the car very rammy inspired yeah uh, a sister who who draws sitting on Ash's car. The stupid magnifying glass is back again, and yet it's even uglier somehow. This this charm she has. And she yeah. throws her drugs down in the well, and I'm like, is that heroin? Like, holy cow, this lady is, she's on some, some heavy drugs. All I could think of myself is, don't drink the fucking well water now, guys. Right? Like, what? <laughs> Like, everybody's Everyone's like, somebody will get a glass of water and be like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Somebody broke in. Uh, is Mia a Nobi? So do you think these people are like the Nobis? Uh, maybe because of uh, fucking, the, the, they said it was the family cabin. cabin. Yeah. And it never talks about the father. It mentions the mother dying. Yeah, I would guess it would be Nobi would be her grandfather, and the dog is named Grandpa. And you don't get their their last names. No, it's true because it's just Mia and David. <clears throat> yeah, good point. Mia has already died, so this it does say that. I said, does this give her some sort of leg up on the demons? 
he says he'll take her home, just like Ash did with Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, scene steal, boots to uh, boots on the steps. It was shot for shot. Uh, Michigan State sweater that Linda wore is seen. Uh, the electric mm-hmm. knife uh, mirrors the blender in the original scene. So we get this cut to where they're using the uh, the electric knife. Yeah. And it's the exact same again, shot for shot for the uh, blender in the original movie. I love the page design in the books. I never really cared for the cover. It is growing on me, but uh, the the page design work on in this book of the Necronomicon is really cool. And oh well, I was gonna say was I, I like that they did their own thing. Yep. It looked like just different pages, and I, I don't know. I found the aesthetic was easier to follow along with, like. You know, because it's big pictures, but, like, I also like that, like, other people have been exposed to this book, and they're like, you know... And the notes are, like, all, in all there, yeah. scratched in and shit like that. Yeah, I really I really dug the aesthetic of the, the, Absolutely. Uh, the Necronomicon in this. The Necro kind of grows on me once I thought about it as being repaired over the years. So, I've discussed this a little bit before, but how it's all kind of like patchwork and it's not like one full face like in the other ones we see. I yeah. kind of see this as if it's been like repaired over the years. Yep. <clears throat> uh, great homage to the tree scene. Uh, remaining creepy while modern. Uh, Eric reminded me so much of the guy from Cabin in the Woods. So, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember that movie, but there's this guy who looks just like Eric and acts just like Eric in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Uh, Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, yeah, you don't remember, like, the long-haired, hippie-looking, blonde dude? Oh, you mean the stoner? Figures it all out, yeah. But the stoner's a better character, in my opinion. But oh well, mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, poor Grandpa. Gotta kill the dog in the horror movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was so sad. Mia's Burns are pretty cool. I still think Sleepaway Camp did it better and more practical, though. Uh, the bridge is out. Everything is going to be fine. Quote. Who thought it was a good idea to have a gun by a recovering addict going through withdrawal? Uh, we can hear the original voice actors at a point. You actually hear Cheryl saying, uh, join us and uh, Dead yeah. by Dawn and like the they're background. Credit, they're on IMDb. They're credited for being are in they? the movie. Yep. Are they? Yep. Oh, that's Same weird. with yeah. Nobi. Nice. Uh, minus points for no white eyes. You, you lose points. But then I was thinking, I was like, you know, the Necronomicon probably has a lot of demons in it. And I think the one that they summoned in this book, in this movie, is not the Kandar or whatever the, the main demon they determine is from the Evil Dead that we kind of know as the main series. That makes sense. I think yeah, this is just another it, demon. Because yeah, you noticed that... It was a set of words, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was a different set yeah. of words. And I mean, it, it wasn't... Um, the, the deadites didn't look right more along the long the lines of like zombies right They're more zombies than and like the big bad has like different rules right so again i kind of spoke of this earlier how the, there's new lore and stuff kind of inspired into this movie i think that's because in this book and they've they mentioned it in army of darkness that there's all kinds of passages in this book both good and evil yeah so i think that the, the no white eyes is just i'll forgive it because of that 
Uh, I wrote, she peed herself. (laughs) (laughs) And she was dehydrated. The the sounds, the foley work of her cutting her face make me cringe more than the imagery. Yeah. I said, oh my fuck, I forgot how violent this bathroom scene was. Little bit of duct tape and you're all set. They literally do, like, duct tape uh, surgery on the guy. Flex tape. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Razor tongue still makes me cringe to this day. Uh, Taker of souls after five souls, he will summon the abomination. The hand has to go. Uh, More duct tape repairs. The entries are confusing and contradictory. This explains the changes to the rules over the years. So there's a quote where uh, Eric is reading the book and he kind of says, you know, that the entries, they're all confusing and contradictory. That's because it's it's written over over time and there's all these different passages and maybe the pages aren't necessarily in order. <clears throat> yeah. uh, use of quick shots with a nail gun is exactly how it should have been done. Uh, the crowbar scene was shot exactly like the fire poker scene from the original, shot for shot. Nice. Uh, I'm sorry, but more brutal, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What's the deal with the nail gun, though? Wasn't it supposed to have air hooked up to it? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, Buried Alive. They are really trying to hit all the cringe and major fears. Uh, Necklace in the Skull pattern, just like in the original. Also magically restored, even though Mia breaks it in the opening sequence. Five Souls. David, Eric, Natalie, Olivia, and who are they counting as the fifth? The girl from the original, the dog, Mia? Well, no, it's David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, Natalie. It's five. David, Eric, Natalie, Olivia, and Mia? Yeah. Yeah. Because she does die. And just a a little bonus tease of fucking, because we're on the point. They're they're David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, Natalie. Spells out about demon. demon. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Just like the next few months, spell out Jason. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, she's spilling out all the gas. There's a spot where she's just like trying to pour the gas in, and it's just going everywhere. Uh, oh man, the knee knife hurt. Oh, oh. Man, that knee knife hurt. When the friggin' uh, machete goes right oh, across right her knee the and then slices oh. back across it. Oh, that was brutal. Same with her arm. Oof. The Abomination yeah. is kind of a bitch. I wish there was, like, a bigger fight scene with the Abomination. She just kind of fizzled out. Feast okay. on this motherfucker. Now that's some blood. Uh, I wish Bruce would have done the original planned ending. So do you guys know what the original planned ending was supposed to be? Yeah. Where where Mia gets picked up in a car and it like pans over and it's Bruce driving the car and he picks her up. Yep. Instead he just gets his groovy. But uh, this was the first Evil Dead I went to Scott to see in theaters and I saw it many times when it was in theaters. Uh, I love the homage that they pay while to the original while keeping me on my toes. That's not what I expect next. Uh, the gores and effects were top notch. The soundtrack was amazing. There's really nothing bad to say about this other than the weak design of the cover. And even that's growing on me over time. 
the weak design of the cover. Which which cover? Oh, the the book itself. Uh, I thought you were talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are my notes. Those Josh's notes. Good notes, buddy. Nice. Okay. Tim, is it is it is it that time? It is. Cue the song, Adam. Yeah. Trivia time with Tim. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, yeah. the first one that I was going to say was the, the, the first letters of all the main characters spell out demon, which I couldn't hold because Josh was talking about it, so I had to, had to share. Um, initially, according to reports in the press that this film used 70,000 gallons of fake blood, but corrected in an interview with Fede Alvarez, said they only used 50. Only. Thousand. Only. Uh <laughs> And that, but that was in the final scene alone. Yeah. So yeah, would have it would have equaled probably. It would have been seventy, just you know. Um, and you compare this to the two hundred to three hundred gallons used in the original. Hundreds. <laughs> nice. Can you still hear me? Yes, yeah. we can still hear you. I think. Oh. Oh, okay. We're, there you go. we're good. We hear you. We're good. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Maybe Adam can do a little cut. Maybe no, not. Keep not. going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just fucking half-ass it, Adam. Okay. We'll just make sure everyone knows how unprofessional Tim is. Anyways, continue. Uh, yeah. So uh, Josh is a dick. So is Adam, and uh, Tim's gonna quit the show. How's that for some trivia? Woo! <laughs> I hope your chair breaks. Oof. <laughs> uh, when, when producer Rob Tapford suggested the possibility of an Evil Dead remake to Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, Raimi responded most favorably, whereas Campbell was least enthusiastic of the three. Raimi thought that Evil Dead 1981 was, ex was exactly the sort of film that could success successfully be updated, reimagined, uh, by a new generation of filmmakers, while Campbell was not happy to pass on his iconic role of Ash. He resented, oh, he relented when he heard uh, the film would feature a new set of characters and that the role of Ash would not be recast. So, that makes sense. Uh, the opening scene, uh, in the opening sequence, the petrol, or gasoline, that Harold pours over the girl is actually... Apple juice. Nice. Flammable apple juice. Uh, although he has a background in CGI, director Fetty Alvarez chose to go almost fully practical effects uh, for this film's visuals, mainly out of tribute to what Raimi achieved with a limited budget back in 1982. Awesome. Uh, many clips shown in the preceding trailers were either not used in the actual movie or were altered uh, when it made to the film. Before they moved on the uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which came out in 2015, uh, Raimi... Rob Tappard and Bruce Campbell confirmed that this film is set in the same continuity as the original trilogy and their plan to make an Army of Darkness 2 um, a sequel to the film starring Mia and one final film with Ash and Mia teaming up to fight Deadites. Oh, that would have been cool. Be since Universal, yeah, 
since Universal Studios passed on Army of Darkness 2 with Ash's adventure now being told in Ash vs. Evil Dead, the sequel to this film appearing, uh, it, it basically appears to have been shelved, and it's doubtful this team will ever happen. I'm sour oh. they didn't even get a comic. I know. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, the illustration of the Abomination in uh, the Necronomicon is based on the poster for the original artwork of the original film. Yes, hmm. it is. In one scene, there are cards spread out on a table. The cards laid out in order that Cheryl reads. That artwork. Yeah. Um, The cards that are laid out uh, are in the order that Cheryl reads them in the original. Uh, Mia can be seen wearing a Michigan State t-shirt, or sweatshirt, I should say. In the original version, the main character also wears in a Michigan State sweatshirt. This is uh, a tribute to Sam Raimi, who's from Michigan. Uh, the famous We're Gonna Get You scene is shown in the original cut, and this film's trailer didn't make it to the theatrical cut. Uh, when Olivia chastises Eric for his attitude towards David's past absence in Mia's life, stating he's here now, Eric responds with a deadpan, yeah, truly amazing. This is one of Ash's lines from the original Evil Dead. Um, the, you are all going, oh, I don't know why I can't read. The mic's in my way. I'll push it up. Uh, the you are all going to die tonight scene uh, has an overlay uh, during uh, Mia's screaming of one by one we're going to take you demonic voice from the original film which uh, was one of the many nods done by Fetty Alvarez to the original. In an interview in April 2013, Freddy Alvarez stated that he would be doing an extended version at some point. The extended cut was aired on British television for one day, January 2015, before being pulled from TV stations. I guess it was really scary. Hmm. This is the third Evil Dead film to use the iconic chainsaw and double barrel shotgun, a.k.a. Boomstick. This movie was shot over three months, started on April 11th, and went until July 12th. This is uh, one of the first scenes in the cabin. Uh, there's a Ugarian soccer team flag, of which Fede Alvarez is a fan and can be seen on top of the table. I'm kind of uh, these 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 trivia's are kind of lackluster. Not really. This oh, is the one I know hey. the least about. Hey, okay. So, Mia and David's last name, Alan. Okay. Spelled just like my middle name is spelled. Because there there's you a go. couple different ways to spell Alan. Uh, the after credits, you see the silhouette of a man looking off to the side. Then he says groovy and breaks the fourth wall, looking at the audience. This man is none other than Bruce Campbell from the original Evil Dead. No Many way! Har- yeah, just a little piece of trivia. Uh, no way! Many, many hardcore fans have viewed this scene as an official st- seal of approval by Bruce Campbell for this movie. 
I went Bruce to Campbell go doesn't see approve of shit. The next what the fuck is showing. What? I went to go see it the next showing just to watch that again. Yeah. Uh, in this film, uh, me and David are brother and sister. After being uh, the first person possessed, Mia ends up locked in the cellar. In the original Evil Dead, Ash and Cheryl are brother and sister. Cheryl's the first person possessed and ultimately ends up locked in the cellar. Uh, that wasn't really trivia. That was, hey, do you remember when that happened? <laughs> Just uh, plays uh, to the fact that the beats were similar. Yeah, I guess. Um how do you pronounce her name? Jane Levy? Levy? Levy, I think, yeah. Jane Levy admitted that her role was physically demanding, also due to many hours she spent in the makeup chair. However, her least favorite scene to do was the one where she had to vomit all over Olivia's face because she felt very sorry for her. <laughs> um, there are two situations... Uh, Similar to Ash removing his hand in the original, first Natalie cuts off her arm to prevent the possession, and then Mia rips off hers too, and shoves the top of her arm into the middle of a chainsaw to kill the demon. Um, I'm not really feeling any of these fucking uh, trivia. There's nothing really good, so with that, I'm going to end. Trivia time with Tim! Trivia time. I forgot to mention earlier, guys, that typically... Uh, some of these makeups would have taken three hours to do. I believe and, it. Like, you had your time. You had your time. <laughs> you listen to your list. You there's, had... no big, there's no big aliens. There's no big whatever. But these makeups would have taken, uh, they would have taken three hours or more to do. Um, just because of the continuity and everything involved with them, right? So, and with these, they're a little more specific because you get like damage and, and the, the same colors have to be, you know, they have to be prevalent there. So, hmm. yeah, I forgot to mention no. that. Absolutely. Tim. What? Did you want to give your final review first? Holy shit, I get to go first? Woo! That never well, If you're going to make that big of a deal about it, we'll move the fuck on to somebody else first. No. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it All is. right, Tim, please tell us your final impressions and review of this movie. Okay, so uh, me being a fan of horror pretty much my whole life and uh, seeing many, many horror movies in theater, I feel that when I saw Army of Darkness, I wasn't the horror connoisseur I am now. I couldn't fully appreciate everything that that movie was trying to do, um, even though you know we've come to the decision that really it's not a horror movie, but it is part of Evil Dead, so... It's a horror movie. With that being said, having the opportunity to see Evil Dead in 2013, being the huge fan of not only this series, but of horror in general, I was fucking pumped. I was there, first fucking showing here in Halifax, and then I went to see it probably three more times. I fucking loved this movie. I loved this movie. Um, like we've already said, um, it was one of those few movies that it was being... Um, represented like it was a remake but then it's not it's a, another entry into the Evil Dead universe and it is a remake in a sense of it's retelling the story but that's no different than what Evil Dead did or, or Evil Dead 2 did um, so you know just to have you know not only Ash uh, cameo at the end but you know 
to have the um, the uh, the the Plymouth fucking there, and like I, I just I was like, hey, this is Evil Dead universe and multiple realities and fucking wormholes and the Necronomicon looks different and the 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 cabin looks different and like I just I I I really appreciated it. I was one hundred percent on board. The the special effects, the fucking gore had me going. Um, even the, the the story and the acting, um, I, I felt was really well done. Uh, Jane Levy was like spot on. She fucking made this movie as amazing as it is. Um, she sold being scared. She sold being evil. She sold being creepy. She she just fucking sold it. Um, and I, I I love her character arc in this, going from you know. Um, more of the Cheryl character, you know, um, representing the Cheryl character in this this new one, to becoming the Ash character as well. So, um, yeah, I I have nothing but praise for this movie. Um, it feels like I give this fucking this this out a lot, but I'm giving this a fucking X. Like it's it's Ooh, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies. I own this. Three, I own this movie three different ver- three versions on fucking Blu-ray just because the covers are cool. Like I got like the the steel the steel case one and it's my favorite. I fucking love it. Anyways, I give it an X. 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 Nicely X. done. The, the the actor Levy was this her first horror fl- flick? I think it was. It was, it was her yeah. first horror movie. It was her first horror flick. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. for her to pull that off like that. That's amazing. Oh, the screaming that she could do! I one of uh, uh, I think it was an interview at Comic Con or something. I think it was Comic Con, and like every interviewer kept asking her to fucking scream, and like she's on this big televised one, all over YouTube, and she's like, "Really, you're gonna make me do it?" And Fatty Alvarez is like, "Do it, do it." <laughs> I love how he's poking her. Fucking screamed, and it was like, yeah. She's a scream queen. Yeah, she's a literal scream queen. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna jump in next here, gentlemen. <clears throat> so, wow, you got a lot of nerve, bud. <laughs> I do, I do. So deal with her. Dealing out, who's <clears throat> like you're some sort of fucking host or host something. or some shit. Some kind yeah, of MC. All right, we'll talk after the show. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> Uh, this is the way you do a remake. And we know that this is not necessarily a remake when you actually look at the details of the movie. But let's face it, it was toted originally as a remake. To the general populace, it's a remake. It shares the name and similarity. You know, it's not like it's Evil Dead 3 or Evil Dead 4 or Evil Dead Next Generation or anything. It's Evil Dead. You know, like it goes back and it retells the story in a similar fashion. So for all intents and purposes, if you're not looking at it from a, a a point of view, like we do with the whole wormholes and alternate timelines and everything else, it's a remake. It's what it is. And I remember going into this movie extremely excited. It was, it was one of those times that I didn't have anybody to go see it with. So my darling wife, Mick decided, she's like, I'll go with you just so, you know, you have some company. And, and she literally, she could not stomach half the shit that was on the screen. It was amazing. Lame. It was, it was, it was great. Lame. She, she's not huge on horror movies and I love her to death. And she, 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 she went through the movie and it was fantastic. It was a great night. 
date night, guys. Woo! Um, so this movie, it's 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 almost pitch perfect in the way that it 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 it, it progressed, in the way that it completed the story but didn't complete its story, the way the character arcs suddenly changed. I, I love a lot about it. I do have my gripes with this movie. There are oh, certain things. Fucking Adam. I want to <laughs> hear. I want to know what his gripes are. My I'm biggest curious. my biggest gripe with this movie is some of the dialogue is cringy. And come to find out that it's because the original writer of this movie, his English is not his first dialogue or his dialect. So they actually brought in, and this should have been on the I think it was on Trivia. the trivia too. They brought in Diablo Cody to like rewrite some of the script and properly update the script to English. And Diablo Cody has some cringy fucking dialogue in her movies. Hmm. And the cringiest fucking dialogue in this movie is when Mia is talking to her brother about sucking his cock. And it, it seemed entirely out of fucking place in the rest of the movie. Did it? And I get it did. It really did to me. Like the way, the way that it, it happens and, and she's like kind of crawling up and down the stairs a little bit. And it was, it seemed entirely out of place to me. I know she kind of does. I think that's just what demons do. Like the exorcist. That's the, yeah. That's, it's that's, like your mother sucks cocks in hell. hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nothing else in the movie really fit that tone with the, with the dialogue. I, that's what I'm I, saying. It seemed out of place. You seem out of place. Right, fine, my fucking opinion doesn't matter. Apparently, shut up, Tim. You know what? Is that, is that the only cringy dialogue? Was there more? Or? Well, when they she said that, I was like, "Oh, whoa!" Yeah, like, where did that come from? I I did do that, but I didn't think it was that. Well, doesn't she I, also I, call the the one right before she makes out with her? Like, yeah. yeah. See you next Tuesday, as Aaron Just said. Just say it, man. We're an adult fucking show. <laughs> it's a good word. Kunta Kunte. It's a I, I didn't. I didn't think word. you cunt. I didn't think that that was as cringy and, and uh, I don't know, they, just something about the way that that one, died. but whatever. I mean, opinion being an opinion, I guess. I don't know. Everyone's it got doesn't, it doesn't detract from the entirety of the movie. It's just, it, it's something that stood out to me. Cause I remember watching this movie again, just the other day. And I remember going, you know, that still doesn't seem right to me. That one fucking piece of dialogue, for some reason, I, I don't know. It just stands out to me. So I always took whatever. it like I said, like Josh said, I I took it as kind of like, hey, this is what demons say. They, yeah. you know, doesn't doesn't, and they kind of established that at the start of the movie with the uh, the teenage girl. She was saying shit to her dad. Same yeah, like type of stuff. Fucking you know I mean? kill you and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, unpredictable. So I guess you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's all right though, Adam. I I respect your opinion that that was cringy. Okay. Hey, just remember, he is a hillbilly from the valley, so just hit too close to home. <laughs> says the says the other fucking hillbilly from the valley, Josh. Well, that's why I can say it. That's why I can say it. Uh, see, do you notice that I I was very respectful there, Adam? Did you notice that? I'm hey, shocked was shocked by that, Tim. Josh that took it. Because <laughs> if I don't get it from one, I get it from the other, right? right. I'm deeper in the valley, so I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <I got> Alright, <laughs> so... I really do love this movie. The The effects work is amazing. The acting is is outstanding. 
I love the fact that Mia is an extremely fucking powerful female character. By the end of this, I remember in the theater fucking cheering for her character at the end of this movie. Did the way that she, I, I just about did. I just about did. I was like clapping and like, yeah, like in the fucking theater. It was great. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it's when a movie takes that kind of emotion out of you and, and, and like you, you feel the need to, 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 to display that type of emotion, you know, you got to hit like, there's not too often that I sit in a movie theater and go, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just doesn't happen. But this movie really did it for me. I, I, I we've been to many, many movies together, Adam. And I wish <laughs> I, I was, the, I, I would be there to experience Adam cheer. One of these days, Tim, you will experience the Adam cheer. But if we he keep only going ever gets to go to Warner like Brother fucking, movies. Yeah, if we keep going <laughs> seeing movies like The Nun or Dunkirk, no, you're never gonna fucking. Hey, see it. <laughs> we saw it together, and yeah, it's true. It's true. Halloween. So, wrapping up, what I have to say about this, though, it's it's an amazingly well done movie. It, you can tell that there's heart in it. I just hope that they don't leave it at that. I really do want something else. Whether it's like Josh said, a comic to come out later on or they decide they finally want to put out a sequel movie. I, this time around, I sat down and I watched the unrated edition, the extended cut with the unrated and, and I love the alternate scene ending at the end of this, where it was supposed to be Bruce Campbell, but it, it was just a, another trucker and, and he picks her up and she's bleeding out on the road and it, the camera pans in and her eyes open, like something's going on all of a sudden. Right. And how it's just, cool would it be? To end Evil Dead now, the new one, with just a silhouette of Mia. Instead Don't even go there about the fucking name yet, because I'm still not sold on the name, but whatever. What's it called again? Evil, Evil Dead, Dead now. now. I think it's like Apocalypse Now. Yeah, okay. Alright, so regardless, gentlemen, this is a movie that I hold in high regards and I bought it in multiple formats and I watched it digital on the extended cut on the projector fucking screen. And I love it. I'm going to be giving this movie a fucking X. Even with the gripe with the, with the, even the, the gripe was the, the gripe was <laughs> the gripe was Cock not suckery. enough. To, <laughs> the gripe was not enough to deter me from loving this movie. It's just, Every fucking movie. I can pick out something that I don't like with every fucking movie ever made. There's at least one thing with every fucking movie. As, as fucking minuscule as it would be, I can pick out something that I don't like about that movie. Okay, okay. This just so happens to be that one thing with this movie. But other than that, I think the movie's... This is... This is the John Carpenter's Thing type remake. This is the fucking... You know, this is the perfect idea of a retelling of a story. They got it right. Josh. Yes, sir. Why don't you go next? Sure. So, like you just said, this is, in my opinion, how you do a reboot, how you do a remake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when, when studios are looking for the how do we do this and succeed, this is it. You keep mm. enough in it that's the same to keep the original people satisfied, and you create enough differences that... It's a new experience for the original people, for the original fans. Um, they also <clears throat> were able to bring Evil Dead to the mainstream, 
uh, if it wasn't for this movie, we would not have Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't think mm. we wouldn't have the TV series. Um, it really did project uh, Evil Dead back into the mainstream, and for that, I thank it a great deal because we got more Evil Dead content. Um, this was my first experience being able to see an Evil Dead movie in theater, which was amazing. Uh, I already said it, but uh, after seeing it, and we saw the uh, Bruce Campbell uh, cameo, we went to go see it the exact showing directly after. And the group I was with, they all got up during the credits, and I gave them the dirtiest look they've ever received. And I said, this is a fucking Evil Dead film. You will sit down and you will watch every single name go by. And you will pay them the respect that they owe. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so it was a good time. Uh, it, it, <laughs> so it was a good time. It's, it's without a doubt, I, I love this film. It sits on my top, top, toppy, top, top shelf. Uh, without a doubt, I have to give it an X. Um, this is probably my favorite Evil Dead next to Evil Dead 2. Yep. I think it, it yep. edges out Evil Dead 1. Uh, yes. Only, only in content. In spirit, Evil Dead One is my favorite film of all time. Uh, but in content, I think this edges out Evil Dead One for me, and uh, puts Army of Darkness to shame. This, this is uh, this is how you do an Evil Dead movie. So you were talking nice. earlier, Josh, about you know how you rate, you know your the movies and things like that, and your rating system and stuff. And mm-hmm. you, you were subtly saying that that this has a couple of other add-ons to 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 your rating system yeah what are those what do you mean like what are you like you know how you rate your film according to you know you have your your way of yeah, doing your it. 10 my, items or whatever right. yeah my, my yeah. 10 rules so, so it meets all those 10 rules okay right? does it go beyond it, 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 in, in certain ways like what you were going to say earlier way earlier when we first started the podcast i don't even remember what i was saying at the start of the podcast but <laughs> okay. um i just the, didn't the, know if you had a forefront in mind right no, so the the great thing about this movie is, in addition to following all those rules, is you also get the spirit and intent that is Evil Dead, which is, mm. again, my favorite series. Yeah, okay. um, I, I've dedicated so many hours of my life watching, researching, looking at behind the scenes, collecting, hunting for, for props of this series. Like, this, this is a major part of my life, and ultimately is the reason why I love horror so much. Uh, it was always the Holy Grail that got away growing up. It was the, the movie that I never got to see. Um, yeah, and this is getting to see it in as an adult. I get to go to a theater and see this uh, kind of bastardization of the, the original <laughs> in a good way. All right. So, Josh gives it an X. That's three X's so far. Aaron! Well, I can't I really, you know, I don't really have much to say. You guys have filled in. It's everything. a G. <laughs> just, just say, uh, what, what does he say always say? It's no, no, I... Tim. What does he always say? I agree with the sentiment. I, I, the I share the many of the same. I share the same sentiments. <laughs> That's what I say. Are you making fun of me? What? Oh, I didn't know you said that. Well, I think that they picked a great location for this. That the, the woods in New Zealand, Adam. fantastic. <laughs> uh, um, I love the Easter eggs that they threw threw in for sure. I mean that that keeps it, you know, that keeps the little the the tingles going up your your back when you're in the theater watching something like this. You, you see the old Delta sitting there, and and you know 
they're referencing things here and there and, and you keep seeing things like the shotgun and the, you know, and it brings you back to, to, you know, the series. It really does. Right. Um, the fact that this film makes me cringe the way that it did, like there's not many films that can get me to do that, but this one made me cringe in some places. Like, like we talked about earlier with the, with the box cutting knife and the just, uh, just the needle in the eye. Right. Mm. Brutal. Um, the feel, the overall feel that this film gives me, um, it's very, it, it's like a very negative feel and it carries throughout the whole, throughout the whole film. It's, it's a good negative feeling because it's one of those feelings that you get when you're really involved in a, in a decent horror flick. Right. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I want it to end, but I don't want it to end. This is sick. This is incredible. Right. So all these thoughts go through your mind when you're watching a film like this to me anyway. And if I can get that the hair sticking up on the back of my neck while I'm watching it, then to me, that's a great film. I love the fact that VFX and SPFX uh, work together on this film to create a lot of the effects. And I love the fact that. They went heavy on the practical effects. Here is yet another reason why practical effects are so awesome in a film, right? This is a perfect example of, of practical effects bringing it in. And, yeah, you got a bigger crew you got to pay and things like that. But look at the outcome of the film, right? You got an effects guy that's cringing at, at the effects that are in this thing, right? So um, it's raw. And, uh, and again, the similarities between, um, between the other evil deads and, uh, and, uh, and this one just, uh, yeah, it really, uh, I, I totally enjoyed this film, saw it in theaters like you guys did and actually saw it two or three times. And, uh, yeah, so I'm giving this film an X as well. Woo! Yay! Four X's gentlemen. That's great. So apparently we share a lot of the same sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, do you get to see that? That's a callback. That That's is a callback. <laughs> no, Gary D style. Accepting his fate that he's the the butt of a lot of jokes. <laughs> that it is. That, that's, that, that's that also is what that. it is. Oh, all right. Well, that just means, though, gentlemen, that we've had a great episode and we've had a great discussion uh, tonight with this. And, you know, we, we've been able to review a great movie. And not only that, this kind of concludes our series of the movies that we've been reviewing this time around. You know, we reviewed The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, now Evil Dead 2013. That is the month of Bruce Campbell's birthday, by the way, guys. So we're good. This is this is good. So with that, everybody, thank you very much. Wanted to take a moment to say, you know, you know, we enjoy doing the show and we, we really enjoy the fact that we get a lot of feedback from people on this and we, we know people are out there watching the show. It's, you know, we thank you guys and for tuning in all the time. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in and checking us out. Check us out on Facebook, misunderstood art company, like, and share it. Check us out on YouTube, like, and subscribe to the channel, misunderstood art company. We put out content every week usually on Fridays we release the actual review episodes like this and we will be back at one point with the uh, the live episodes if they're still not produced right off the bat when you see this uh, we are going to be producing some new content coming soon so you stay tuned for that as well and uh, we produce audio copies of this on all the major podcasting platforms including but not limited to Spotify iTunes and Google Play and for your knowledge we're also on 
Patreon. So open up your hearts and your wallets and join oh, us uh, on Patreon. Again, oh, you know. Oh, oh, oh okay. One more time. All right, all right. All right. Hey, everybody. Did you also know that we're on Patreon? Open up your hearts and your wallets. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, job. sorry. And join our patrons today. It was an important so text thank message. You. I'm sorry. It was an important text message. In the middle of fucking recording, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So, until next time, Josh. Next time you're watching an Eva Dead film, and you're watching it with a pal, and you know it, it wraps up and it's done, and the credits start to roll, and they get up to use the bathroom, you look them square in the eyes. And you tell them to sit the fuck back down. And you give these people the respect they deserve for creating the epitome of horror. Noted. Hey. <laughs> okay, noted. Aaron? I'll swallow your soul. That's all I got. Tim. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> Stay spooky, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time. Good night.